0: Story with Baycat, a podcast for Bay Area artists, creators, and filmmakers. At Baycat, we believe in changing who the storytellers are in order to change the world. Each episode features a local creator from an underrepresented community, and we talk about their story as a creative, how Baycat has played or currently plays a part in their life, and any upcoming exciting news. Uh, I'm your host today, um, for this season's studio ba- interns at Baycat, I am Matthew Kagit Wong. Pronouns are he, they. Uh, and today we have Mary Evangelista, um, a writer, uh, director of photography, um, director, um, many hats, many roles. <laughs> um, and so we're super happy for you, um, to have you with us today.
1: Thank you. It's nice to be here.
0: Um, so, Mary, can you just give us a little introduction and um, your pronouns or anything sure. else you'd like to share? Sure. I mean,
1: yeah. I mean, I think you got it. I produce as well. Um, my pronouns are they, she, so can kind of be interchange whenever. Um, yeah. Uh, I made a couple shorts. we uh, get to direct something longer soon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah and we'll be talking about some of those uh, shorts today. Um, We're going to go a little in depth and just kind of ask about, you know, um, Mary's process and that concept of creating the film. Um, Can you give us a little background on like where you're based currently?
1: Sure. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, I was New York based for um, almost eh, like eight, eight, nine years, and I just moved back to the Bay Area back in August uh, last year, and then I'm heading to L.A., In a few weeks. L.A. Yeah, in a couple weeks, actually. Have
0: you lived in L.A. before?
1: I have. Um, I lived there in 2019. I was a Project Involve fellow. That's like a film-independent program where they take um, filmmakers from underrepresented communities and they do masterclasses and then they also help us to each make a film. So I got to direct a short film called La Gloria mm-hmm. that was written by um, another fellow. Her name is Stephanie Adams Santos. Cool. So it was like my first time to direct something that I hadn't written before, which was mm-hmm. an amazing experience.
0: Mm-hmm. And is, is that film right now being kind of circulated in...
1: Yeah, it had a pretty good festival run. We played in a bunch of um, festivals last year. We were finalists at a Miami Film Festival, for the HBO Bureau American Award. And we got like special mentions at Palm Springs. And wow. yeah, it was, it was a good run that we had. That's so cool. Although remote because of COVID.
0: Right, right. Well, that's cool. That's still Congratulations there. Yeah, thanks. And then within your short films, you also kind of touch into like fashion films. Can you explain what a fashion film is?
1: A fashion <laughs> film are films where, I mean, the clothes look great. Or, you know, it's it's kind of, you're displaying clothes. And for me, what, what I like to think about the fashion films that I make are, I always want them to have a narrative, a strong narrative and a strong story. So it's usually how I kind of, I don't know, think about fashion films, something playful and fun. And um, I think it's more trying to leave um, whoever's watching it with an image or, you know, it's not quite spectacle, but. Mm-hmm. nearly there.
0: Mm-hmm. And it seems it feels kind of like indie-ish too, in a mm-hmm. way, like the approach is kind of like more artsy and less about like the running, like stress and anxiety of like excitement in a way.
1: Yeah, it's like just capturing, um, you know, moments mm-hmm. and kind of creating those moments. And yeah, it's almost like moving photography, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That's, wow, that's a beautiful way to put it. How are you kind of like related to Baycat or what was your relationship with Baycat?
1: So when I was an undergrad, um, I interned for the CW's pod squad, uh, 44 cable 12. I don't know if they still have that. (laughs) I remember it growing up at least. (laughs) And so when we were interns, we visited um, and did like a, a day here where we talked about production, the production that we do there. And then we also got everybody to do the jingle for us because mm-hmm. that's kind of our goal was going to different um, events or different places around the Bay Area mm-hmm. and getting people to sing cool. this jingle. Last year, I was asked to do um, an Instagram Live where I was interviewed mm-hmm. as well about the work that I've been doing. And that was really fun.
0: Cool. Well, welcome back. We're happy to have you.
1: <laughs> yes. I love um, Bay Cat
0: yeah so i I love the videos on your website. Um, they all have such a connective like aesthetic. Um, I know this is a very broad question, but how does your style reflect into your writing or directing decisions?
1: Um, I think a lot of sometimes the thing that most inspires me is an image, and mm-hmm. so i when I write um, sometimes I'm writing towards like oh how to do this how to have this image and um, like display it in an interesting way. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same thing with um like shooting and, and directing as well. And that's kind of like um, where things change, right? Because you can be inspired by something, but it's not like you're gonna do a copy mm, it. Um, that's true. Yeah.
0: How did you find like the imagery, let's say for like Inano or um La Gloria or even your fashion film with Gucci.
1: Uh the imagery, I mean I, I do whenever I um With all of those, I have like a lookbook that I create and Mm. I show to my DP and we kind of work out our language for ourselves that we do. And then a lot of it as well, it really happens there, going to the locations and, you know, choreographing, doing the blocking that's kind of the most fun for me as well, is, mm. is going into these spaces and, you know, sometimes pretending to be like, oh, I'm moving as this character, even mm. though I'm not going to act in it. Right. It's still really helpful. It's helpful for me and it's helpful for my DP because I think something that I continue to, you know, shoot something, photograph something in a way. Mm. So it's like, well, how can we do this in the least amount of um, shots or cuts? Mm. That's really cool
0: yeah and I know like a lot of the places that like within the films you go to a lot of like um like rundown buildings sometimes a lot of like water scenes streets yeah. like but like empty kind of barren streets, yeah,
1: yeah, for sure I mean I love i maybe that's me just being like a true water sign and being like, oh I love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh I think yeah the water has always been this place of of refuge for me, and I think when I write um even subconsciously it happens where it's like okay so these people Mm. are gonna go are gonna go there and uh at least for the gucci piece it was this idea of like well i want to end up at this beach and how do i where do i start them and kind of working backwards and for in and yo i think we got really lucky Mm. with the, Mm -hmm. the nature because it was um monsoon season when we shot and there was an actual typhoon, Um, or I don't know if it was monsoon season now, but there was a typhoon, and so...
0: Oh, because it was that rain season, Yeah, exactly, and we had
1: to to adjust, because I had written it not for when it Mm. rains, and it actually just added so much more texture, and yeah, I think that's kind of the most important thing as well when I go to places and I scout, is what are the textures that we can capture there? And that's made it so that I think... Something that I'm very conscious of when mm. I'm with my work and with my films is how like sensual it, it, mm-hmm. it is as well, even if it's not like sexy or something. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. How like I guess with that, I feel like the actors play a large role in sort of that narrative. How do you, what is it? What is your approach to casting like, especially for the more sort of like vulnerable and sincere pieces?
1: So for In a New, we. Um, had a casting director. Mm-hmm. And actually I was adamant that I wanted to street cast because that's what I did when I was out in uh, when, in New York because there's always, there's tons of actors in, in New York. But they're like, no, maybe you should see some, we have some people that we should see. And I was like, okay. Um, and actually it ended up working really well because it was great because I kind of got to work with like two legends of mm-hmm. uh, TV, the older women that were um, the mother and mm-hmm. the older maid character. Mm-hmm. And they were just like uh, the easiest people to have directed because they kind of knew already, and the adjustments were very. It was almost like we didn't have to speak so much. Mm. And with the other younger actors, it was great as well because they were all trained in theater and they did a lot of TV. So for me, it was good um, directing directing in this other way that I hadn't really done before. Because do you like to? Direct non-actors, but to have to, you know, have dial to have like a discussion with them about like, well, well, what is this character feeling, or you know, like trying to get them to this place and try not to be so result oriented, which I think they can be because in TV you have to be fast, but because we are making a short film, because it was Mm. narrative, they can kind of just be more process or Mm. in there. So that was, I think, it was nice, uh, maybe a little bit more difficult because then we you know we had to do different or we had to do a lot of different takes to kind of see where this character was going and or like emotionally Mm -hmm. as well because that it's a character who's like very strong and terrible things happen yeah there was a lot of just trying to figure out what feels real and what or what feels true
0: yeah when i was when i was watching that film it like I could feel the sort of tension rising, that I knew that something was gonna happen, but I didn't know what. Um, and then there was always these like subtle hints like within the, the shots that you used um, that kind of gave ideas of what the, what the story was gonna unfold into. At least like the, the tension or like the sort of stress that the main character was, was feeling. How is it like, because you, for, for that film, you wrote and you directed. So with those two different hats, like how does that play?
1: Uh, I think it makes it a lot easier to Mm -hmm. have done it because then I kind of, you know, I know I know what I I know what I want in terms of how it's supposed to look, but also perhaps it might. it, It was such a long time ago as well, so maybe it's a little bit harder for me to talk about it. But I just remember that, you know, it was. It was great because since I wrote it, then it was also like, oh, I can we can try different takes mm-hmm. so that the, the lines and the dialogue can be intended in a different way as well. And I have those options as a director in post productions when I'm editing it. Mm-hmm. So that for me was like such a like kind of cool experience because then I'm like, it's it's like really kind of just playing.
0: Yeah. Like you could change things like on the spot if you just yeah. didn't like it. Or if you really liked some direction that you took.
1: Yeah, and and I mean, I think directing is so um, like intuitive as well, mm-hmm. that yeah, you it's just all kind of feelings and emotions, and that's kind of there's no, I guess it's hard to be like, you know, I think I nailed it because you just sometimes don't know, but you always have to move on because there's never enough time on on mm-hmm. set.
0: So. I like that, like you said, that directing is very like intuitive and very kind of like feelings and emotions. I feel like there's not a lot of that sometimes with the other roles. And so as a director, you feel like you need to take a more logistical approach of like what makes sense when you can just sit down and like think and like, okay, what do I feel? What do I want it to feel?
1: Yeah, and I mean, sometimes loss is more because I mean, as a writer, I'm also like, oh, well, sometimes you don't need dialogue. You can just have a look and that says a lot as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I definitely see that within your films. It's, it's like you use these very strategic silent moments like with no music and maybe like a little bit of ambience and it just kind of sits or maybe some smoke is rising or the rain is falling, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's like such an old school uh, trick as well. You, <laughs> like, uh, I think Kurosawa and like these Japanese masters would do that too. They they always had ele- like the elements in their films and that was part of the drama. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Cool, yeah, I mean, I think as like a, uh, a Hong Kongese, Asian American, like myself, like... I think when I when I see Inyanyo or like see some of your films, I can see that sort of like, I don't want to just say like Asianness, but like that kind of the Asian culture like within your your films, and that's really cool. And I'm I f- feeling that kind of like seenness within the film industry, which isn't very like present for a lot of Asians. Um, how has that been for you, like navigating?
1: Well, I mean, I think to go back to that idea of like what has influenced or how my background has influenced me. I think I've always, um, you know, tried to explore this idea of being from like two different places and two Mm -hmm. different worlds and kind of like having that, not feeling, um, you know, not feeling belonging. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's always been something that I have tried to like grapple with and like ask questions and use the work that I do to kind of figure out like what question I might have about like, mm. I don't know, what does it mean to be like queer and Filipino and I, I don't know, I think that's like, yeah, that's kind of, I think I don't know how to separate those two things. Yeah. No,
0: yeah. that's hard. It's like all these identities play into like who you are like today, like who I am today, being queer as well and being like Asian American or Hong Kongese, um, they all just play a role into like decisions that you've made. Like, you know, I'll I'll look back and make a decision. I'm like, I wonder why. Oh, it's because like my parents taught me this or or culturally this is how I was raised in a way or um, maybe my sort of queer open or like um, non-binary kind of approaches kind of influences these decisions in the creative aspects.
1: Yeah, and and thank goodness because I think, Mm. um, you know, in a lot of ways, like fighting that, uh, thing that you feel like, oh, but if doesn't, you know, like actually it doesn't feel right to do it, mm. you know, in this way that I've been taught or like, you know, now it, it's like, yes, don't listen to that thing that you've been taught. Mm. Like actually listen to what you're feeling and what you're, you know, you're into, into it, like what you're, um, I don't know what, what, like your, your inner guide. Yeah. Like thing. your and, gut or like, uh, yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> Um, I think that's what one of the things that's so great about like being an artist at this time is mm. that kind of openness to hearing all these things that people were just not um, were, were may, not even maybe not even consciously suppressing.
0: Mm. Yeah. Do you feel it like welcome within the industry?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that there uh, there is like an openness now to hearing um, you know different voices and different stories and. Um, you know, and it's just not like a single story about like what it means to be Asian American or like Mm -hmm. immigrant. And I think that's, that's good. I think the gatekeepers are still need to change. Like they still need to reflect the, you know, the people like us and, um, you know, and I think that's happening very slowly, but surely. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. And I think like, it's kind of cool too, because I, a lot of, um, communities and people of color are, are, are starting to kind of like meld together as well. I think within like this new generation of, of um, where we are today, there are a lot of also like mixed um, races, ethnicities, and just like all over there's like different people, you know, constantly.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I have been really lucky because I've gotten to collaborate with just like a whole breadth of like mm-hmm. different cultures and people and get to see... Um, to see that, like through film production, has been kind of incredible as well. I produced a short called Bitu mm. um, that was shortlisted for the Oscar this year, and we, you know, that was my first time going to to India, and we shot in like this remote, wow, remote like Himalayan location, and I was you know, the only non-Indian person there, but I actually look, like, in that area, there are a lot of um, Indians that look like me, so mm. I kind of just blended in <laughs> as well. Uh-huh. So, I don't know, it's 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 really neat, just, like, how universal sometimes, like, filmmaking can be, because yeah. there are, like, just, you know, processes that you, or, like, things that you do on every film set mm-hmm. that everyone knows.
0: Yeah, and also so. just, like, emotions and feelings, like, based off of, like, what that film is is talking about.
1: Yeah. And I think that's kind of also a really cool thing because the people that I have gotten to work with, everybody like from, you know, the AC to like the grip or, you know, PA, or whatever, mm-hmm. we all believe in the movie in the story that we're making. And so we will do, you know, the craziest things to make sure that we're getting the shot or that we need, you yeah. know, that we, we make the day. Mm-hmm. Um for sure I've, ex- I've I've been lucky enough to like be on good sets like that and mm. experience that um like time and time again. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's like who knows what's next? Like what's the next set you'll be on or crew that you're going to be with.
1: Yeah, and I think that's I think that's like an important thing to mm. like make sure be mindful of when you are building your team or building, you know, your community that you want to work with is that you all kind of have, you know, similar uh, values that you mm. like. You know, kindness and whatever. Like, be, like being very, um, like having, uh, you know, conviction and strength mm. for this story that you're.
0: Yeah, and then um, one film that I remember um, that I watched of yours was La Gloria. Yeah. Um, how was being on set with that? Because we just talked about like you know working with different communities and um, different you know ethnic backgrounds. And La Gloria was I remember there's kind of like some Spanish speaking, and it was a lot of kind of that uh, the, that culture rather. So how was that for you?
1: Uh, so La Gloria was is about a queer love Laurentine who's struggling with depression. Um, and you know she finds an unexpected connection with her abuela, mm. um, and they're communicating through dreams. Mm. That was written by a Guatemalan American um, poet and writer named Stephanie Adams Santos. Mm-hmm. Um, she's an incredible like artist and um, someone that uh, and we did we made the film through Project Involve together.
0: Mm, okay. So- and- and I think I, I see a lot of that within your films. It's, it's just a lot of this collaboration, um, which I, I love yeah. that approach because it's it's less about like, oh, this is my job. This is my job. You do yours. But it's like, okay, how can we make this film together?
1: Say with collaborations, I think I have gotten um, like very lucky with that because even before I was I pitched for La Gloria mm-hmm. Stephanie had emailed me and was like hey I watched it and you and I think you're you're the director oh. for this film mm-hmm. and you know she was like oh it's about unrequited love and you know these connections that you have with like your loved ones like your mother figure or your grandmother mm-hmm. and I was like yes I, sign me up I'm I'm there wow um, so yeah that that collaboration was just such um, like an easy an easy one almost mm-hmm. Um, and very, like, honest and truthful ones. So, you know, I do, we're working on, on something together as well, like um, yeah. melding Guatemalan um, myths with Filipino oh. mythology. Wow, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I, I think I just love just, like, the collaboration, but also just, like, that, that desire for that community or that film crew to have similar ideals and beliefs. Like, it's not just that they're good, it's that you know they're good, but also what matters more is that they believe in the film or that they um have that say to what this important thing this important message that you're creating too,
1: yeah, I mean, I think all with all collaborations, it's like the vibe and mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. feeling like we can like be creative together and yeah
0: and like secure, and like you're able to do that,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Going along with also like freelancing, um, how do you balance your own like personal creative freedom, like your own projects, your own um, uh, writing or film, um, versus like joining other people's projects or um, other people's visions, or maybe taking on a job, you know, for your own surviving?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you just do. <laughs> you 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 really um, make time for. You make time to write, and then you make time to do your other mm. things. I'm um, I've been lucky in that I've you know spent a good majority of this time writing and rewriting my feature.
0: So, mm. oh, on that note, <laughs> what do you have coming up that like you'd like to share to our listeners?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've um, been working on my feature called Burning Well, which is about um, this young trans masculine chef who. Mm. Uh, goes back home to upstate New York, um, where they meet like a for a family emergency, only to encounter like this childhood love. Oh. and um, we're we've done a couple labs. We did the Sundance mm. Talent Forum with it in 2019, and mm. um, was part of Tribeca All Access in 2020. So, yeah, so hopefully we'll be shooting in. Fall of this year or early next year, Mm -hmm. but it's great. It's like just you know getting getting that together and Mm -hmm. getting to work with my producers and trying to you know just kind of make it progress as as we look for financing. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And you said, is it burning wells? Burning well. Burning well. Okay, cool. And then so maybe next year or around then, maybe the following year. Who knows. Oh no.
1: Th- this year we we'll, I mean this year we'll shoot it and
0: Okay. Next <laughs> we'll year. See, you know? Okay. Well we're going to look forward to that.
1: Yeah, I mean you can find my work on my website mm-hmm. maryevangelista.com has in mm-hmm. um, and I think my other films are still in festivals so mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So I got to go go to those festivals and watch them. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> That's where
0: people should go. Um, but we'll we'll share your website within the um, Uh, description of the podcast so that's where you can find the website we'll also include any other links that um mary um shares with us um the very last kind of like fun thing that we do is what is one tip you have for our listeners um it could be about life about cooking about filmmaking directing writing whatever what's one tip you want to give to our listeners
1: okay so i think my one tip is to Mm -hmm. always like don't be shy to ask for help uh from Mm -hmm. Uh, People, Um, especially like people that you admire or whatever, like go and find their email and like write to them because actually you'd be surprised. Like who will answer? Because um, I think that was a tip that somebody had given me. And like you know, go and see an artwork a week and go and try to find something that like inspires you and write to them and like don't expect a reply, but just do it Mm. it, because it'll help. It'll help you kind of just you know, even articulate, like, why you like something, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. is also important, so. Wow. thank you, I love tip. that.
0: Yeah, so everyone, go out there, go. It's <laughs> a tip from another person, yeah. so. that works, too. You know, we're all a big community, and I think that really goes to show, too, like, within your own kind of filmmaking community that you've created, with, like, similar, like, ideals and beliefs, and just, like, being able to create something and like all believe in it and then i feel like that goes to show with also like that humility of asking you know for help or like emailing somebody or, or messaging someone about their art and
1: Yeah. everything goes hand-to-hand say like it's cool i love it i mean yeah, I, yeah you'd just be surprised mm-hmm. yeah i don't yeah. think any any artist or creator is like gonna be like no that yeah you're yeah. I reject that. Hey, And if they do, do that, if they
0: do do that, then like bye, like don't yeah, talk to them. Yeah, seriously,
1: boy, Bye. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, um thank you so much, uh, Mary, for for being here. Yeah, thank you, you know. for having me. Yeah. I've learned so much. We've learned so much. Really? Okay. Uh, good. Through this and you know, you have a little A fountain of of knowledge and experiences through you and I've loved watching you know the films that we've just talked about Um, so everyone check it out it's going to be again a link is going to be below we'll see you all next time